All right, so uh, welcome back to East Coast Laugh Style. We are brought to you by Red Island Cider. Uh, today, my guest is Dan Hendrickson. He's a very funny comedian, starting to post his stuff online and yeah. get his name out there a little bit more. Trying to. Yeah, yeah. it's difficult. Yeah, uh, it just seems like it's the way to go now, as far as like, I know. In Halifax, it's really interesting because you see all these guys coming through touring, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Who's this guy? I've never heard of this guy before, never in my life." But like, oh, he's doing this club or whatever. Let's go check it out, and then the whole club will be full. Yeah. And then you go check him out, and he's got like fifty thousand followers, and he does. He just posts a bunch of clips and does sketches, and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah. I guess yes. I could do that too instead of just like anonymously grinding myself yeah. <laughs> into dust with no real yeah <laughs> projects on the outside." Do you have you heard of um, Curtis Connor? Curtis Connor, no. He's a a YouTuber out of Toronto. Yeah. And he built up a a huge following doing uh, reaction video kind of stuff. Yeah. And now he's getting into stand-up. Yeah. And I think he's he's one of the headliners for Montreal Comedy Fest this year, just from YouTube. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can 100% do it, especially, like, even, like, just for laughs. Like... Yeah. Even when uh, I, like, showcase this year... And Neil, the guy who like is booking Just for Laughs, is like, like Just for Laughs isn't what they do anymore. Is they don't launch careers. Like, yeah, you can. You're only gonna get a show there if you have a huge following, and then you get it. Like they're not looking for the hidden gems, right? And then promoting them up to stardom. That's not what they're doing. Yeah, what they're doing is like facilitating people with huge audiences for like mutual benefits. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, I had a great showcase, but I only had two thousand followers on Instagram. It's like. Right. Okay. Like yeah, yeah. and you're so, not gaining anything else from doing it. Totally. Yeah. I like I can get new faces, but like if I only get if it's just a slow creep of Instagram followers up, it's like unfortunately that stuff is pretty important now. Yeah. 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 It's a weird vibe, but I mean the game's changing, and it also it opens up for a lot of people who want to work hard and put themselves out there, which it, is also nice. It it feels like there's a a bit of a changing of the guard. Uh, yeah. Uh, a bit of a shift in the in the industry yeah right now and it's kind of hard to figure out what the best way to go with well, there's it. just like there's not really gatekeepers anymore you know yeah like in the old plan like i'm like and it's it's funny talking like old stuff i've like i've been doing it for 10 years but it's very been it's very been a, it's been a huge transitional 10 years for social media and just how we entertain uh, oh absolutely how we take in entertainment so like for like what i learned and what i initially had success with like that's you might as well be throwing rocks at animals instead of having a gun kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in that process now of like trying to change my habits into filming more and getting more clips out and yeah, doing more stuff online. It's, it's a little... Because I, I listened to a, an interview with Tom Segura and I was talking to a few of my other guests about it. Yeah. About putting your stuff out there. Yeah. And like when do you know it's the right time because like when you're grinding open yeah. mics or even being featured you can kind of try your shit and then disappear into the darkness again as soon as you start posting it for posterity then that's yeah. up there you start making a brand I guess yeah I have like a weird vibe as far as like putting stuff out there because like I I've started to post more on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and like if there's older jokes that I'm done with that are like on my album yeah. and there's a good audience I'd be like oh this would be a great time to sneak in this joke into the set I'll film it and then I can put it up we're good to go but besides that I'm all like so like I do that but then also I'm really lucky because like I do a lot of like 
crowd work and like yeah. talking to the crowd. So all that stuff, that's that goes straight up. Like I got like I mostly do like one liners and short jokes and I got a couple new ones that are like my little babies right now. Nice. But like you just I would never put those up. Yeah. You know? Like those need to be on an album first or Right. Hopefully on a TV set or something like that. But like, I think for the most part, even it looks like people do want just crowd work stuff too. Like you see the guys who are having a huge success with it, like a Stavros or something like that. Yeah. And like I couldn't tell you a Stavros bit, but I no. know that he sells it everywhere as he goes. And it's you know based I mean? entirely off of crowd work. Hundred percent. That's yeah. 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 Um, what's his face? Matt Reif is kind of the the yeah. TikTok darling right now. Yeah, well, he's the most handsome man in the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, these jokes are pretty good, but like, how many of these views are just from them dreamy blues? I'm like, you son of a bitch. I, yeah. <laughs> right? But it's it's funny because he doesn't harp on his appearance. No, right? yeah, like he definitely like he has jokes where he addresses it because he like you would have you to. have to you would have yeah. to like it, it warms everybody up to a crowd so quick if you talk about how you look and like obviously he looks a very certain way so like it yeah. has to be but no he doesn't he doesn't yeah. he seems like a good person he seems but. like a, a decent guy and and a good comic yeah too. he seems very like in the in the dirt of yeah comedy. especially because he'd be he'd be he'd be so easy to hate mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. probably one of like. I don't know the, his his best things about him as a comic right now is being able to get in front of a lot of people because yeah. he's traditionally handsome. Yeah, and then being able to keep people from hating him. hundred because of it, right? Yeah. Oh, and th- that's such a great way to start like any show because like if you're attracted to a man you'd be like oh wow and if you were with somebody who's attracted to a man yeah. and then you're feeling a little self-conscious like yeah you, you fucking hate me and then yeah. he's, now he's got everybody on board it's like perfect yeah perfect. that's the best that's yeah the and best. i haven't i don't know a lot of his jokes or anything like that i'm mostly just seeing him on tiktok but that's the only his crowd yeah. works solid yeah 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 that's what he's doing I, like i i think i'd be a little disappointed if i went and saw him and there was any material it's like i just want the crowd yeah. work yeah definitely it's like i've been I'm making a point of like listening to more and more albums. Yeah, I'm trying to do an album a day, and it's like it is pretty wild how bad a lot of famous comedians are, though. Like even mm-hmm. like, I mean, like it's, this is not a great example, but like I really like Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, He's really his funny. first album is like fucking perfection. Yeah, and the second one's good, and then his third one. Like I was listening to the Thoughts and Prayers the other day. I haven't even listened to his, his newest one, but like Thoughts and Prayers, it was like so much pandering like yeah. the pacing was so slow like he's supposed to be like a one-liner biting guy but it was like yeah. a one-liner wait 30 40 seconds just like kind of brood do another yeah. one like, come on like fucking get it go but he's one of those things where he's just like he's found his audience and stuff it, and especially like I, I find with tom segura too like he's gotten so popular that like it, it kind of you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot just well, yeah he just got his audience and they're gonna laugh at him no matter what but then when i, I honestly like his last like two specials I wasn't huge fans of but then I saw him in Halifax a couple yeah. months ago and he was like he fucking it was very good yeah cause he's he's yeah. good at what he does yeah but it's, I, just, it's weird when the special doesn't hit yeah it's well it's it's cause you're 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 playing to such a broad audience in a special yeah in a, in a club you're playing to that room yeah and I I don't know I'm obviously I'm not at the point where I have my own audience yeah but as soon as people expect something from you, like I, I, I feel like a lot of bands go through yeah. that kind of identity crisis of well, they're they're paying to see a 
Tom Segura bit, or they're yeah. paying to see an Anthony Jeselnik bit, or yeah. whatever, or a or a show, and then it kind of squishes your limbs, and you're unable to kind of stretch your your muscle. Oh, totally. Yeah, because the expectations high, ticket prices high. Like, there's got to be a lot riding on it. You know? Yeah. Like, I get stressed out for like smaller gigs about having to like perform and really nail it, and it's like. 50 or 60 people and I'm like I'm yeah. stressed about it and then the Tom Segura's like well I'm doing the 8,000 seat theater yeah. or Air Stadium or whatever it's, so it's got to be a different vibe but also who knows I, yeah. I haven't been there have, but it's weird have you found that because I've, I've watched a, a, some of the stuff you've put up online yeah, and, yeah. and it's it seems to me anyway just from watching that you're you're developing a, a style yeah right uh, you have a voice and a style is that um, intentional or is it just kind of developing naturally over time or? I think it's something I'm just playing with because like, yeah. the first couple of years I just went up and I was just just desperate mm-hmm. for like anybody to like me so I think I was coming off like a little bit more goofy yeah. and I've just been like playing with like a new style of just being a lot more aggressive and sort okay. of which is like I don't like I don't know if I couldn't have done that earlier in my career because I wasn't confident, but yeah, I'd like it was it was definitely an intentional choice. It was something I was trying and like just kind of experimented with, like yeah. going up with different tones of voice. Because originally, like I I like to go up and like be very aggressive off the top, but like wacky and stuff. And then I noticed a lot of really good comedians could get the audience quiet. Mm-hmm. So like then that became my obsession. It was like after my jokes if like if I get a big pop awesome that's what we're going for that's goal number one but like goal number two is like after the laugh dies down is everybody in the room quiet yeah like that's goal number two because then people are listening and that was a big thing for me and then I feel like I got to a point where I can kind of do that and then uh, honestly I was just trying new stuff and then I did a set at like an open mic where I went like super aggressive yeah, because the the room was rowdy and I got them and stuff. And then I just got a couple compliments from some uh, comics that were in town that I really look up to. And I was like, oh shit, okay, cool, oh, great, like uh, <laughs> nice. Okay, let's put all the chips in this way. And that's been yeah. like pretty much the last year. And it's like it hasn't been perfect or great or like it's been great. But yeah. like, yeah, it's just something I like playing with. Like nice, bringing a different presence to the stage. Whether it's like, oh, I'm just a silly like goofy little boy, or like, but I'm not really. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm a man. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of... I mean, that you're... I think in a a blessed kind of position in your career, right? You've had enough enough miles on you that you're you're comfortable, you have a presence, you have material, um, you can get on stage and kind of control the room, but you haven't been, like locked down yeah yet. so it's 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 all playground right now yeah a hundred percent like I don't there, I don't there's no risks you yeah know what I mean like financially or anything like that from like <laughs> if something would go awry there's no like microscope on me I can do whatever I want and like I I try to change it up as much as possible and like yeah. have nights where I just don't go up with jokes and figure it out there yeah I have nights where I'm just like I'm just gonna go up and eat shit yeah like I had a funny experience with a comic like a newer comic in Halifax because like I they've been doing comedy in the city for like two years and I was and like I'm I'm out doing shows quite a bit 
but then we went and did a road show and I just like I did good like I had mm-hmm. a solid set and we were talking after the show and I don't think they realized I was good <laughs> it's like I'm not the greatest or anything like that but like I'm a solid comic yeah, like, yeah. everything I have I've earned but then like he like didn't realize good. He's like, oh yeah, no, I just always don't see you do that good in like town. I was like, yeah, because I'm not trying. Like, <laughs> like I would like I'm going up with one-liners and stuff like that, and not putting too much effort into anything to see if the jokes stay. Yeah. It's like I'm like I don't give a shit about bombing, so I do it all the time because I yeah. want I want to get something out of it. You know, like I it drives me up the wall when like when like pro comics go up and just like go up at an open mic and then just destroy off like old material I'm like what are you Why doing do, like yeah. if there's like a new line yeah maybe but if you're not like going up and trying new stuff like what are you doing like just an ego stroke at that point I, right? yeah, yeah I guess yeah I don't know and like yeah I used to do it but I was always like still getting comfortable on stage but now that I'm comfortable I'm like I, I'll just go up and eat shit mm-hmm. like, but if I get one new joke out of it and if a joke worked on the eating shit set. It's going to work on a banger set. Yeah. yeah. So you just bring it over to the other side. And I guess there's also something to be said about being comfortable in that energy. Yeah. As well, right? Like, that's the biggest fear is bombing. Yeah. But if you're, if you go up there, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to, I heard a, heard this one story about Jim Carrey early in his career. Yeah. And he went up on stage and there was a piano. I guess they had music there the night before. And he just start. He sits down and just starts pounding on it. Yeah. And and then everybody's kind of laughing, and then he keeps going, and then people don't get it. Yeah. And he keeps going, and then they laugh, and he spends his entire set yeah. just screaming <laughs> as yeah. he's like banging on this piano. And by the end, everyone was so confused they didn't know what to think. Yeah. And he left, and I think I think some of the like the pro comics in the back were like I don't know what that was but I liked it yeah fuck yeah, yeah. that's awesome just yeah. fuck, fuck shits and giggles yeah yeah like I love that type of shit I don't know maybe it's just cause I'm just I see so much traditional stand up comedy yeah. but when somebody goes up and does something fucking weird yeah god damn it I love it like especially people with like crazy unique voices like it's yeah it's the best like my favorite comic like you know, I guess probably Eastern Canada is a guy named Steve Mackey. Okay. And he's just like the dude's a psychopath. Like, <laughs> he, like his like his on stage character is just like a like a wild animal, and it's not that far off from who he is as a human being. But like the dude's just nuts. But he's such a unique voice, and like if he's doing a shorter set, sometimes audiences won't get him right away, and it can be awkward and weird. But like if he's got like twenty minutes, like he's gonna get him. He's, yeah. It'll be like ten minutes weird off the top, and then the last ten people are gonna be rolling in the fucking. Yeah. But he's just somebody... He's a guy who tries different and weird stuff. And yeah. And, like, takes major risks. And it's fucking awesome. It's yeah. awesome. I... The first time I watched Reggie Watts perform... Yeah. I think it was his TED Talk. Yeah. And I didn't know he was a comedian. I didn't know anything about him. And then he comes out with this loop pedal. Yeah. And he just starts building a song. Then he starts singing in, like an accent yeah and I'm listening I'm like that's kind of cool it's kind of cool and then I was like you're not saying words and then his accent switches into a different a- and then I'm like oh you're you're a weird guy yeah yeah okay cool and it just went completely off the rail but it yeah. was in the most it would have been so cool to like to be around LA or New York or whatever like when he started because like he was doing those 
He's doing stand-up yeah. open mics. I'm like, this isn't stand-up. Like, what is like, going it's on? It's yeah. funny. But, yeah. like, it's not stand-up. But it's like, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, like, there, the, the beautiful thing is there are no rules. I'm like, if people are entertained and you're on stage... Then I guess you're I, doing it right. I guess it's mostly just you. Then I, I guess yeah. that, yeah, yeah. Sure, fuck it, stand-up. Done. Yeah. Do, do you ever... Do you have, I guess, um, other kind of creative interests you try to, like, fold into your stand-up? Or is it mostly traditional joke? It's, yeah, I, I guess it's it's mostly traditional joke. I try to do it in a unique way. Yeah. And try to blend it differently with, like, a, an intentional mix of mm-hmm. crowd work, improv, and, like, short jokes. Like, that's, my favorite type of set is, like, just going up. Like, I don't do, like, set lists or anything. Like, I try not to have, like, a, and then I'll do this, and then I'll do this. And, like, I'll just go up, I'll get a vibe of the room, do a couple jokes that I'm, like, that, like, that I'm feeling or address the show is. And then, at that point, maybe do a joke or two, talk to some of the audience. And, but, like, not know what's going to happen, but, like, just talk to the crowd. And if they mention something, if they yeah. mention something, like, ah, like, dating or whatever, it's like, oh, well, fuck, I'll just do five minutes on dating right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? And it becomes a little bit more organic. So... I like to do it very loose. Um, obviously, there's certain things like recordings and stuff where I, like I'll I'll nail it down. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it is it is just mostly traditional stand up. I just like to do it in a very relaxed way because I think okay, yeah, if I'm relaxed, they're relaxed, everything's fine. Every yeah, yeah. And it's easier to fall into that. Yeah, hundred percent. And I ju- I've seen so many comedians just get squirrely or panic because they didn't do this joke or that joke or they can now it's going to mess up a callback it's like yeah like yeah just be present that's what everybody wants yeah yeah even your your jokes that are rehearsed and planned don't work if they don't sound like you're just oh yeah coming off the top right 100 percent. yeah that's something i struggle with is like if i'm in a pickle or whatever and i need to do like an older joke that i know will get me out like um when I listen back, I like I'll hear my like the passion leave my voice essentially, or I'll yeah. be present and I'll be checked out in the back of my head while my mouth just say these words. So it's something I struggle with, even like with older jokes, trying to like keep the passion there, but also then like new jokes, just saying them with confidence. Because I've like I did that for years where I tried new jokes, but I didn't say them confidently, and it's like oh well, no, no one's gonna laugh at that because yeah. you didn't believe in it. Yeah, so that's a weird vibe, especially if I'm trying to come off as overconfident on stage. It's a weird balance of, yeah, of uh, emotions and. It's a it's a chemistry. Language. Yeah, it's a chemistry. It's a tricky balance, and it changes all the time depending where you're at, what you're doing. Yeah, where so you've been you've been in it for you said ten years now. Yeah. Um, where, where would I guess you place yourself on the ladder towards you know, I I don't know what you're what you kind of see as your dream yeah I'm like I'm in, a, I'm in a weird spot like right now because like I'm I'm confident in my stand-up abilities and stuff like that I haven't done too too much like I've done like everything you can do on the east coast essentially yeah yeah so I'm looking to get out west more and do more of that stuff but my goal for a long time was to get on like get a writing job at 22 minutes okay I, this is my second year in a row I've like submitted a packet I, I haven't got on yeah. I just found out a week ago. So like, I'm trying to figure out like what what's my fall gonna look like because I'm not. Yeah. I'm not the type of person I can't just sit and wait for the next deadline or whatever. Oh, I'm so, the same way. Yeah. So as far as like on the ladder, like I feel like I'm. I, 
I've all, and I've always kind of felt like in this moment, but in a very like shit or get off the pot kind of moment. So yeah. I'm either gonna go like just save up money this summer and go on a big tour this fall and like just nice. go out west for a couple months. Yeah. Or I'm gonna stay and just start producing in a lot of shows. Yeah. Because like yeah. I I'm signed with Yucks whatever and they give me a good amount of work. Yeah. But it's like it's like once a month kind of gigs and stuff, which thank you for and stuff. But it's one of those things where I I. I don't want to have a day job yeah. so bad anymore. Yeah, know, like right? I've like I've done it before with just with straight stand up, but I'm in a position now where I, I have a couple bills and responsibilities that I can't yeah. I can't be like rice and beans kind of guy anymore. Um, so I'm like my major goal is just like make enough money where I don't need to have yeah. uh, and I I I don't have a grueling day job. I work part time at a bar. Like so it's even st- and I and I honestly I love my job, but like I just don't want to do it anymore, you know. So I, I think my major goal right now is like just get yeah full time with it, and yeah. The other thing too is I gotta like I got like a great big dog. He's got cancer. He's gonna pass away at some point. But like as soon as he goes, yeah, I'm gone. Like I'm just yeah, gonna yeah. take off and start touring and stuff. If I don't have that responsibility at home, I can totally much do whatever I want. Yeah, I. Cause I'm I'm very similar. Like, I I've talked about my like kind of lead up to what I'm doing now before yeah. on the podcast. But Cliff Notes, I I was like living in Vancouver. I was doing acting yeah. full time. I did uh, stand up or uh, improv comedy earlier in my life. Got into performing uh, theater, stage, film, yeah, that kind of thing. And then just got kind of fed up with it. Left it all became a lifeguard uh for years and then went into acupuncture that's what i'm doing now which was the thing that got me out of the pool so yeah i always saw the pool as my day job yeah and i was finally able to not do it yeah and i was like fuck yeah and then um like you say as soon as i'm comfortable yeah. I'm like, what's the next? I want. So I started the podcast. Yeah. I started going up and doing open mic nights. I, I have a, a, a few series I'm writing and trying to produce. Yeah. So it's just always something. What's do you have a do you have a side thing that you're you're kind of trying to parallel with stand up? Well, right now, for sure, like uh I produce like a lot of stuff, like yeah. a lot of my own shows. So like that is kind of a side thing. It's the only way I can really wrap my head around it, to be honest, is kind of to separate them. Yeah, yeah. Because if I don't, well, then if I just be like, oh, I'm working on stand up and just produce a bunch of shows, I don't work on my writing. Right. So I have to kind of facilitate that. My brain is like, this is a different job. Like it, it helps and it benefits me that I get to do more stand up, but it's not. Yeah. It's not stand up. So that one, I'm starting a podcast. I got like some funding from CanCom. Oh, like cool. Canadian. Uh, foundation for comedy so i'm starting that podcast and then just trying to like my next big thing is i want to tour and then do another album probably in the fall or winter night how so many albums do you have out i only have one the one okay yeah i got one out right on uh, and i just love to do another one kind of thing yeah i don't like i i was lucky my album got produced by comedy records which is just a comedy yeah recording group um they're awesome they're a dream but uh yeah, so I got that, and they've got me on, like, all the streamings and stuff like that. So I do get, like, a little bit of, like, monthly royalties from it. That's cool. But it's it's uh, it's, it's nice to have, but it's not a lot of money. So I'm yeah. hoping if I get another one, maybe that's a little bit more credibility. Absolutely. Or, I don't know, throw it in, like, 
try and win a Juno or something like that. Just like yeah. trying to get any credibility, honestly. Like, yeah. Just a couple things underneath my belt. So when I go to Toronto, yeah, I don't feel like an imposter. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> that next package you send to Twenty Two Minutes. Yeah. Has a little more weight. Maybe to a little it. more. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know how to get on 22 minutes, so I'm just going to fucking hound them for the next couple of years in my journal plan. I, my main thing is, like, I I like, I like love 22 minutes, and also yeah. I just want to stay in Halifax and, like, work full-time in comedy. I'm yeah. Like, well, this is, this is the North Star then. Yeah, know? totally. So I'll try to align myself a little bit more with that group, but... But, I mean, yeah, that... I mean... If... I mean, well, I mean the writer's strike and stuff it's yeah. uh, it, writing seems to be a not the I don't know if it's different for, in the states as it is in Canada yeah it's it's definitely different but it's like it's not it's a tricky one with like CBC because it is a weird because it is kind of like a government job in a certain uh, point yeah anyway. yeah so I, I I don't know like I know the writer's thing it didn't really affect any Canadians in that no, sense no because it's but it just the, be, I think it'd be such a great experience to like write in a different tone and also a great exercise to like write for a specific thing I would, even like when I like every year when I write the packet or whatever I like write the packet but then I also get like five or six new jokes yeah. myself because I'm just putting myself in, that um, zone. In, a, in, a, in a mind space that I'm not yeah. usually at so I'm thinking about the news and politics and whatever's happening and that helps me write like a couple jokes myself so yeah. there's no way they don't help each other I like because I I've talked about doing a like East Coast laugh style comedy fest. Yeah. Maybe hosting it out of Red Island here, but you know, slowly growing and getting it bigger, bigger. It'd be cool to get a bunch of like East Coast people out to come to it, like East Coast comedians. Yeah. And then while everybody's on the island, almost like have a conference and and like create stuff. Right, yep. like um, it'd be really cool to to get a um, like a like a sketch comedy movie. Yeah, like that. Have you ever seen uh, Reno Nine One One? Yeah, that was yeah. oh my Fantastic. god! I love yeah. that show. It was a like a, a comedy cop show, but it was all improvised. Yeah, and like that would be it would be cool to do a yearly like hour and a half long sketch show that follows an arc yeah well, I mean, you like just need the plot points really and anybody who's like a decent improviser and you could throw it could, together right? yeah like, like that would be sick and then yeah. put it out like like the um, the jackass guys put out skate videos and prank videos yeah like if we did a like a yearly feature and showcased all of this talent that we got here yeah. That would be fucking it's great, yeah. Really cool, and then that could that could pose as pitch packages for networks or whatever people <coughs> want to do, right? It's interesting right now how like little sketch there feels like there is in the Maritimes, and like I'm, I've got my head pretty deep in the in the stand up sand. I don't see too much else, but like, yeah, sketch is like a huge thing that's not really being taken advantage of too much. Like even like off the top of my head, the only like stand up guy that I know who does a lot of it is like Mike Lynch at a Newfoundland. Like he yeah. like he breads his butter with like sketches and stuff like that and a couple characters he has and like yeah now he's fucking huge like me and Mike started at the same time but he like is well beyond me yeah you know what I mean but it's all just hard work and diversifying essentially you know yeah it's like if people like your sketches they'll come see your stand up you know true and true it's just a different form of writing yeah 
I'm I'm so <laughs> scattered. Yeah. That like it's it's hard for me to to like nerd out about one particular thing and like I try to with acupuncture and yeah. like deep dive into things and just but I'm like well, I got this plate on the stove. I got this thing yeah. happening. I got this. I just want so many different things going on. Yeah, to be honest, like when I I moved back to the island right before COVID because I just got super into brewing. Yeah. And I just wanted to be a brewer. So like, I just moved <laughs> home and just like, I was at a point where I like, I needed a little break from standup. So yeah. So it worked out great. But then I just got super nerdy and yeah. spent all my time brewing for like two years. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's, I, I have been taking a little bit of a break from doing standup. Yeah. And it, it just like, like I had probably my best set yeah. I'd ever, I'd done up to that point. And then I was like, all right, well, I guess that scratched the itch yeah. for a little. And it's been two weeks now. It's coming back. But I'm like, uh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. No, I like if I have like a really good set, there's like part of my brain that's like, I don't want to do stand up. Like, oh, yeah, it, like it's usually like it'll be a weekend and it'll be like a Saturday and I'll do a good show. And yeah. then like there's an open mic on Sunday. So I'm like on Monday. There's an open mic on Tuesday. I'm like, well. Yeah, I'm feeling good right now. I want to rest yeah, on yeah, these yeah. laurels. Like, I don't need. Like, I can just. I can wait till Wednesday. Like, yeah, I'll be yeah. Fine. I don't need to do one right now. Oh. But I'm like that happens every once in a while. I usually do cave and just go yeah. eat shit and then start to hate myself. Again. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's hard on on PEI anyway because we only got the one yeah. open mic. So yeah. yeah, you you miss too many and all of a sudden you're a month later. Yeah. Well, like when I was when I was like here and start started getting interested in stand-up there was like there was none here so like even when i started coming back like the yeah. scenes in the stand-up here is like so so good compared to what it used to be yeah right. and even like during covid we had like a nice there was a nice little pocket there where like i was here and then my partner claire belford who's a really great comedian she yeah. moved here and then brad duran who's like his family's from here but he's originally from ottawa he moved here and then sean hogan moved back so like we had like yeah, we did like a solid little core of people doing shows and stuff, and that was really fun. But like, it, it feels like the PEI hasn't really lost any momentum. Yeah, like Tanny puts on a bunch of good shows. Yeah, Brett's obviously killing it with Rat Tales and stuff. Absolutely, Cat Karen's doing great. Sean's doing great. Like, there's yeah, the island's great for stand up right now. It feels yeah. like yeah, we we I guess in a in a way, COVID kind of blessed us with all the all of you guys who kind of like yeah. got to a point and then went out. Everybody came back. Yeah, and it, it was really good there for a bit because, like, when they opened up, they're like, "All right, you can have like performances and stuff, but you can only have one person on the stage." Yeah. So it's like it's all right. So it's either buddy with guitar or a comedian. So, yeah. Like, I moved home the fall before COVID, and I like just wanted to take a break from stand up. Was kind of I just rotted myself out, and then as I was taking a break from stand up, like COVID hit and that summer. And then I had like my, one of my busiest summers of stand up, like immediately wow. after. Yeah. It was one of those things where everybody was looking for live entertainment and wanted to get out. So I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh like, yeah. You just yeah. take advantage. Uh, so I mean, COVID worked out great for me. Big one yeah. overall. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's nice to come back even. It, I don't know. It just feels like stand up's more popular. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we got blessed for whatever reason with really fertile ground yeah. for stand-up. And it's like, just let's start planting stuff. Yeah. We got the groundwork there. Let's, there's interest. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's just young people or not, not young people, but people new into it, starting things and creating shows and stuff. Yeah. Big part. Like even in, in like things are picking up in Halifax too. And it's, 
it's mostly people like under five years just starting to like produce more shows you that's know cool. i mean yeah. a lot of times like the older pros or whatever they're like they're too busy doing their own shows that they got booked on or they're just kind of run down or have families or whatever that they can't be producing stuff but like the young people with a lot of energy that are looking for yeah. like quality stage time or producing shows yeah so the same thing could happen here and it already has so i it's, it's awesome do you find these these young guys are they are they reaching out to the the old heads to the the more experienced people and like is there a lot of like knowledge sharing back and forth yeah i think so like i yeah. mean some of them are like like uh, like the great thing about stand-up is you can you can do it however you want so like, yeah you can you can be a complete lunatic if you want that's fine <clears throat> but like a lot of the people that are starting now are like ask a lot of questions and just try to get as much like experience off everybody as possible yeah it's like it like they're doing better i'm doing better so like i'm free to tell you everything i know everything's with a grain of salt because yeah i only know to get to the position i'm at you know what i mean yeah and there's yeah. not like i have a good position but it's like there's more yeah. to yeah i remember even, like one time me and clifton were talking about something and like clifton's like a good amount fresher into stand-up yeah fresh <laughs> and, show. and then just like we were talking about one thing and it came up and I was like, I do this. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna do, I've already been doing this. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, never mind. He like yeah. asked me. He's like, oh, yes, man, some advice on this. And I was like, oh, fuck, I've been lowballing people. Shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's one of those things where like, I, I, I don't know anything, but I'll tell you everything I do know. Yeah. But yeah, I think a lot of younger comics, like the one that pops to mind the most is like uh, a comic in Halifax who's like, he's just like, he's been... He puts in so much work and he's getting so much better. John Pickett, he's yeah. fantastic. But he's one of those guys who just asks you questions, and you're like, "This is what I think," and then he'll go ask another comic, and they're like, "This is what I think," and it works for him because you can yeah. see him improve at a crazy rate just from like asking. You know, it, it, he's like, he's already in his thirties, so he like he's kind of over that like yeah. shy shit. There is younger guys that are like just around a party and drink, and I was like, "Well, that was me," so yeah, no yeah. shame on that. But if you're You'd be better. You'd be doing yourself a disservice if you don't start taking stand up seriously. Absolutely, if that's what yeah. you want it to be. Yeah, I I started this uh, podcast in a like a selfish way to yeah pretty much bring in people that had more experience than me and just pick their mind for totally an hour and a half, two hours, right? Yeah, I mean so, it, it, it'll save you years. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, I uh, honestly, yeah, I when I first started, I got. Uh, I got the doorman job at Yuck Yucks. Yeah. I just like I just hounded the manager until I got the job. And then I just got to watch three to four pro shows every weekend and then whenever the headliner would be done, they'd be mostly usually bored with nothing to do in Halifax. So then I just go hang out the headliner. Yeah. And that that saved me years and years and years. Just yeah. like asking the questions, figuring out how they do it, watching them do it. Like even watching just watching a pro do four shows in a row see how they affect with different audiences or different yeah. reactions and stuff like that watching a joke do really good watching the same joke do really bad and just realizing that's part of this yeah so it's there's so much to learn from other people especially in this Absol business like i mean as far as like books and stuff i don't i never found anything and i've and i've looked yeah uh, as far yeah. as like stand-up theory and like people's thoughts on it i don't think it translates i think you like you need to see it in the I, flesh you yeah or it's, like it's, straight from the horse's mouth it really only works yeah. live yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've like because I've, I, I'm, I'm just deeply fascinated in joke writing, like how yeah. it works. So trying to find theory on it, there's not a lot. But like as far as 
talking to people and seeing how they write jokes is fantastic. I think the closest thing I've ever found to like good theory on jokes is uh, Gary Goleman put out like a series of tweets for yeah. a year about comedy writing, and huh. there, that's the best thing I've ever found by like head and shoulders above it. Huh. And oh, and also I was, I got lucky just because like as soon as I, just, like. I started listening to the comedy podcasts like as soon as they first started coming out. Like, yeah. So I got like just hours and hours of, just kind of I guess etiquette for the most part. Yeah. About stand up super early, so I got to be uh, quick friends with a lot of older comics. Yeah. And I learned from them. Yeah. It's it, it seems because I was in the in the acting world yeah. for quite a while, and I mean, people can be friendly, but. There's so many fewer acting jobs. Yeah. So everybody's a little more playing it close to the chest, not yeah. wanting to share their contacts or this. It's it. it and I'm sure there's a level of toxicity in oh, the comedy world. Yeah. But but there's always a stage you can get on. So nobody's like hoarding, yeah. right? Yeah. There's there's definitely a little bit of that for sure, especially like in the bigger cities and the bigger scenes you're gonna find more of that for sure but yeah no I've always found people just freely open with like if it's just about stand up I mean if it's like trying to get a festival or like trying to get yeah. a very specific thing like yeah that might be like aggressive sure but uh as far as just the art of it I've yeah. never found anybody or no comic that I respected was yeah. ever withholding of information or not excited to talk about how they do it yeah know? well that's yeah. kind of what I I like the most like I've watched a lot of comedy podcasts yeah. and I, I I I enjoy and I like and I, I get the ones where it's like they're telling jokes and it's it's a a laugh and they're doing bits yeah but whenever and it happens fairly often now like they start talking about like talking shop talking like backdoor like stuff yeah that always just really interested me yeah I'm like oh that's the stuff that we don't get usually yeah. right is the behind the scenes yeah thing yeah it's it's that's also the fun part about stand up is like it is very interesting yeah you know what I mean like every just like what if you would have asked me like 10 questions about what I thought it was going to be like when I started first like what I know now know 10 years in yeah. it's like it's such a completely different thing like what I expected first what it is huh it's just completely batshit upside down <laughs> like, what's what's the the big thing that kind of made you think different uh, that's a tricky one mm. I feel like I think the number one thing is literally just being like friendly yeah being good to work with like being yeah. reliable just be like legitimately being a good worker unfortunately and if you're that and funny you're gonna be okay. Like, yeah. I feel like I put too much effort into like, uh, like a gross word would be for like networking. Yeah. Or like trying to craft a perfect set for this, or like right. trying to be more like this person. But I think it's genuinely just be a good person, be civil to be around, and just be as funny as humanly possible. Yeah. Like, everything else, like there's a there's shitty shit where like I've run into producers of shows and people who run shows that I really want to be on. And just because they have those positions, you you know, might hold them in high regard. Be like, oh, they really know comedy. 
a lot of them a lot of them don't yeah you know and and that's fine you don't have to they've worked and got their position in life but it is one of those disappointing things when you see an old gatekeeper and this this is older stuff but like an old gatekeeper and you're like this person's nuts and yeah. doesn't know anything you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like that shit's disappointing because I've like I've spent a, a, a good amount of my uh, comedy career trying to impress people who like right are not worth impressing you know yeah that, like, if I would have focused on something else I would have been better off in the long run yeah just just focusing on being funny and yeah. just being and I think that's universal in any any oh, industry yeah. is just be a if if you're decent to be around people will want to work yeah. with you if you deliver and you're not a dick to be around you're yeah that's then that's great because yeah. I like I've I've seen quite a few people who are super funny but they're dicks and then yeah. they're not around anymore and I've seen yeah. a lot of people who are really friendly and not that funny and they're still around still around yeah. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely like, you can do both yeah it takes some effort and some self awareness but you can do both yeah yeah I think in in show business especially a person that you like being around oh, is yeah. worth their weight in gold oh 100% especially like in stand ups like you're gonna be traveling with this person there's gonna be like a lot of downtime it's not yeah. like a 9 to 5 like you're gonna be around each other all yeah. the time traveling yeah. yeah 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 like I I got a good amount of work just when I was first started just cause like I was the friendly door guy in Halifax so like if people were doing shows outside of town they're like oh yeah he's, he's got seven minutes he can do it Boom, what, done. what's that conversation like to get on like to open for somebody somebody's going on a tour and you want to jump in with them how do you reach that my go-to is always just ask like yeah hey can I, 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 I like I, it sounds so dumb yeah but like i remember ting Nataro was coming to town okay and i fucking love ting Nataro. so i went on www.tignataro.com yeah yeah <laughs> and i get contact and i said i don't think this is how you do this yeah <laughs> i am not optimistic about what this is about to happen but i love tig here's yeah. a short clip of me and it was a terrible clip and I said, I, was like, I would love to open up for Tig. Yeah. And then, like, a, a week later, I got an email back. It's like, this is Tig's assistant. Tig would love if you open. I was like, done. Fuck, and dude. Great. And that's like, what amazing. And then, every, like, everybody in town was like, how the fuck did you get that? I was like, I don't know. I asked. Yeah. And, like, so many things in stand-up are literally just asking the right person. That's all it is. Absolutely. Like, don't ask anybody you don't know. Just ask people who know. And that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the other another person that I got to open before that I really like appreciated was like John Doerr but like that was just a conversation with a bar owner talking about how much we both love John Doerr yeah. and then he's like oh, well if I bring him here will you help out and open it's like yep done and Beautiful. like and now with John's in the East Coast I open up for him a lot of times or yeah. he's friendly enough you know like, yeah, yeah. more friendly than he would ever need to be to me so yeah I feel like it's, it's so weird but it makes me so mad because people will like if I get things people will question it it's like it's genuinely just asking everything and I'm always disappointed every time I ask if I wait too long because even like the debaters I really wanted to do the debaters and they're coming yeah. to Halifax and I just I didn't ask the second I thought about it like I could have figured it out that day and I didn't I waited until I was like in front of the guy who books it and I yeah. asked him and he just gave me the answer straight out and he's like yeah he, yeah well like we should have had you for Halifax but it's already booked it's like the oh, fuck yeah. but it's literally just asking just, if you were there a week ago yeah, yeah it would have been your and, yeah and ask as long as you're not fucking annoying or anything well, yeah, like, yeah. You, you, gotta, you, you gotta realize you can only ask once know yeah, when and to yeah. yeah I, I I'm um, and I don't know maybe this is true <laughs> maybe this isn't true but I feel like I'm very socially aware and I'm I'm yeah. good at talking with people so I can read situations well there's a lot of people that uh, in the stand-up comedy world, um, 
maybe you are like neuro uh, atypical and stuff like yeah. that and that's never that's never bad it's it's a blessing in stand up yeah but sometimes that could affect you in asking for stuff where it might you got to be a little bit more cautious yeah I've seen that happen before I've had that happen to me but yeah asking never really especially once or twice asking never I like just ask, I got ask, through ask, all ask, of my right? I learned my social um how to how to ask early yeah I, I I did all my bad asking in high school when I was trying to date girls. Yeah, and <laughs> got that Honestly, out of the way. It's a it's a blessing to be yeah a young man and get rejected a bunch. You're like all right, I, I know what I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that is part of why there's more men in stand up comedy. Like, yeah, we've just been put on our ass. <laughs> <laughs> we know how to get rejected. More. Yeah, just in rejection. And I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> a young woman's life is much harder in a different way. In a different but way, yeah. But as far as just flat out rejection, I yeah. feel like young men are, are tossed through the crucible Absolutely. for the most part. Yeah. But but yeah, every every big thing that's ever happened yeah. to me it has come about just from asking. Yeah. It's like I... I, I don't even know if I'd, ah, I'm uh, I'm talking with a, a company now that might be a sponsor for the podcast, yeah. like our first proper sponsor, cool. and it was just a, ask, yeah. it was a DM on Instagram. Hey, especially because fucking like especially with Instagram stuff like that, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't. They, they either don't see it and it doesn't happen. They either see it and they ignore you, or they yep. give you an honest response. Absolutely, I've 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 sent messages to. To Tom Segura and Bill Burr when they were here for the yeah. the Halifax thing, and I was like, "Hey, do you want to be on the podcast?" I don't have any expectation. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. be pissed off happen. if they don't. But <laughs> but you know what does happen? It's like if you it, ask Mark Norman, who's like notoriously bad for not saying no, and you get the fucker. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just fuck it. Oh, yeah, that's something I wish I knew earlier because I like the first big thing I got was Halifax Comedy Fest, and that was like that was literally just one of the bookers came in and was like. I really want to do the fest. Like, how how would I go about doing that? Yeah. And then they just told me. I was like, perfect. And and but it also it, then it opens. It opens like a a network in there, just a, a possibility in their brain. It's like, Absolutely. oh, well, this this person's an option now. Yeah. And, and the other thing I've noticed is most people are just like trying to do the best they can at their job, but also yeah. still, like they're still living their human lives. Like they can't always put. It's not their entire life, you know? So, like, a lot of them will just do the easiest thing. Absolutely. I mean, if there's a guy bugging them, they'll be like, yeah, sure, whatever, go, go, yeah. go. And I'm like, yeah, great, perfect, thank you. I've had, I've had, well, I've asked to have um, news articles written about me. Yeah. And, like, if I was in a show or if I was doing this or that or whatever, um, just send an email and they're looking 100%. for stories yeah they like you said they want the easy they want there's somebody a, to there's come a into their hungover lap. journalist who's like yeah i don't want to find anything today yeah and something falls on the lap and like fuck Beautiful. yes yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. I, I know i'd be that person so i try to find other people like me yeah 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 and it, yeah i don't know it's it yeah it, i think that might honestly be the most important Thing. Even I was talking to a comic last night about getting booked at Yucks yeah. in Halifax. And I was like, you just ask. You know, even like I did like, I I got busy in my own life and I didn't end up uh, asking for spots and I just didn't get booked for a couple months. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I asked them and then I booked up booked them right away. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. Like I'm like um, fresh off doing like two, three open mics. I get yeah. this idea to do this podcast. And then I'm like, 
I'm like, oh God, like uh, Ryan Doucette or Sean Hogan or yeah. whatever. Like they're like the big fish in town. Yeah. And fuck, I just asked them. They've been on the show. Yeah. And then it because they've been on. Now it opens up to you come yeah. on like other people from Halifax other people are oh, doing yeah. a tour they're like yeah sure whatever oh yeah people like doing podcasts too yeah <laughs> I mean yeah, somebody else was the I was like talking stand up comics like, they love talking oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you want to let a stand up comic talk about themselves oh, for yeah. two hours sure yeah the other thing we gotta figure it out so we'll let you know yeah exactly yeah. Um, I wanna be uh, conscious of the time oh though. no I, sh- I showed up late so like you got another 15 minutes i'm good okay yeah yeah um then we just sit here awkwardly for 15 minutes <laughs> Shit. that was my i was trying to get out of it but okay <laughs> never mind um yeah yeah i i i'm really trying to like create opportunities like i'm i'm always thinking of other things so like i want to pull in people that want to work with me yeah and like you said like I'm try. I try to be a pretty friendly, open person. So yeah. you know, like if if we do get this um, East Coast Lifestyle Comedy Fest happening here, like then I'd be like, hey Dan, do you want to do a spot at the the fest? And yeah. That, yeah, sure. Yeah, we know each other. I'm like I know people now. Like, yeah. Oh no, this is this is generally a, a a very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like you go on uh you go on tour and then I'm like, hey, can I do like fucking three minutes before you know, okay. yeah, sure whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah honestly it's it's yeah it, it's being friendly and nice to people and game to work and like yeah a joy to be around is such like an easy thing absolutely yeah even like I like when I'm booking shows like I just try to make an effort to like see if there's anybody I know in town touring like, yeah I know how much that would mean to them even though if they're busy if they don't know absolutely what I'm going to, it's like oh well like Last guy I was in town is uh, JJ Whitehead, who's like a super yeah. fucking funny dude from Coal Harbor, and like he's like literally performed all over the world. He's like he's fucking incredible. He's so fucking good. Yeah, but like he gave me a couple shots early, so like now every time he's in town, like I make an effort to like book him a couple games because like, yeah, he let me open up for him. You know, what I mean? it's just it's the same thing. And I know if I was ever in the same town as JJ, he would get me shit. Yeah, it's just one of those things where. I don't know if it's like you scratch my back or you scratch like it's not it's not that simple i think it's yeah. just like uh i don't know I don't, uh, honor might be too big of a mutual word. respect yeah but it's just yeah it's 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 an understanding of like okay these this is a similar person who loves what i love Let's yeah together. yeah yeah and and especially in like as small of a community as comedy in canada oh yeah it's scary small word yeah. gets around yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah, I always, oh yeah. This, it, when I was at Yak Yaks, I just met everybody of like a certain class that yep. was like coming through. And now, like, just have relationships with all those people. Absolutely. I mean? And I can go around the country and just run into people. Like, last time I was in Toronto, I had, there was a mix up with my booking. So I, like, last minute I had to go find another show. And then I was like, oh fuck, I need, like, a paying show to make this trip work. Yeah. And, an old buddy of mine used to come out here and now owns a club and then I like I went to go work at that club and I was like oh who's going out there and I was like oh it's another two people I know who yeah. used to come out here too so it was like it, like, it was a bad scenario that immediately turned better you know yeah. but it was all just from like loving stand up expressing that and meeting new people and everyone yeah. yeah five years down the road but yeah yeah 
just expressing, like, I don't know if it's, you know, ask the universe for what you want. I don't know if you want to get that hippy dippy yeah. about it, but like, if you put things out, oh yeah, you're opening yourself up to things happening. Yeah, and it's it's nice too because I feel stand comedy is it, it's um it's like a, it's an interesting it's a it's a, a it's it's a unique path or it used to be more unique but <laughs> yeah it's a unique path and I feel like a lot of people who truly enjoy it who stick around have a very similar mindset or they have like at least a shared trauma a shared, <laughs> yeah. some kind you of know, shared mental disability how do people really bond a shared trauma yeah. so like every stand up for the most part gets along very quickly very yeah. fast you know if like if if you've been through enough stuff and done enough stuff it's like yeah okay we can yeah. we both have enough stories to fill in it's a, like, it's we'll a band fun. of brothers for yeah, sure exactly yeah. yeah I mean it's <laughs> the shared trauma might be a little bit too big of a word for it I think but it would like, be an it, accurate it, one yeah. <laughs> I, well, I've had some traumatic experiences, so yeah, I, I would concur. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody has. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I, I definitely feel like there's a a camaraderie around it, and when you, like, fuck, I, <laughs> I remember. Um, you ever played that game Jackbox? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to talk about something I can get competitive at? Okay. I've got a funny group of friends, but, like, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. I I have a, like, the same. <laughs> I, I have a funny a group of lash. friends, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my, like, this is material for days just coming up. And have you ever played that with a group that isn't funny? Mm, honestly, I haven't. No? Oh, my God. No, I've, I, like, I've been in groups where it's, like, a bunch of comedians and, like, some of their partners yeah. aren't, like, comics. Yeah. And they'll feel, like, a weird pressure. But, like, usually in those circumstances is, like, everybody loves them so much. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. But I haven't I haven't played a full game with, like, a bunch of people who aren't funny. Oh. been very blessed for it. Yeah, yeah. Funny. Because that's usually when my brain thinks of it. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> but, yeah, no, I couldn't imagine a bunch of unfunny people. Oh, my God. I, I went with a, a girlfriend, and, like, it was a bunch of her friends who were normies, who were, like, like science students yeah. in university, and just... People did, who are better than us. People who are better, <laughs> than, but not as funny... <laughs> And and oh my God, were they not? F- and they yeah, were, they were is... trying, and they were Did like, you crush them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then that then that's perfect. Honestly, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> but I don't worry about it. Yeah, it's like it's like shooting fish in a barrel, yeah, though. It's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I'm done. Most it mostly most of my friends are comedians, so it's a pretty safe place. Yeah, and then a lot of my other friends are annoyingly funny. I would say. Yeah, yeah. But no, but that is that's a very funny. Mm-hmm. Circumstance of your people who are funny. Let's play funny games. Let's get doing. Yeah, that's what cards you get to me in for. Exactly. They're all funny, so you'd be fine. You'd yeah, be fine. yeah. Don't worry about it. You know what you think. Oh God, I because uh, I've played Cards Against Humanities with funny people. Yeah, and not funny people. I don't know how they, why there's such a wide divide. Yeah, it's all the same answers, but like at least a funny person can kind of get through it. On yeah, it. yeah. You, but, but, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, I fucking love Quiplash. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That used to like when I was first starting out. I like I ran a room, which another way to save yourself years. Yeah. Stand up is start a room because then you just get you build a bunch of relationships and you get so much stage time. 
you get experience hosting, which is by far the hardest thing to do is work. But like when I was hosting this show, got friends, became quick friends with like a lot of the, the 22 writers that were in town and then would like often go over and play Quiplash with like the full room of like yeah. 22 minutes writers and like it was fucking wild. Like it was I so bad. good. I've been <laughs> chasing oh that high God. for years. Especially like I was young and I looked up to everybody. Yeah. So I was like, oh, God, this is great. That should be a Twitch stream right there right 100% like, could be oh yeah. my god but honestly what it, it gets to a certain point where they lose their jobs well yeah <laughs> I guess that's the other side yeah of yeah it, right? that's funny too especially like you know, 20 minutes it's like 22 minutes it's like it's, it's never been funnier yeah. it's like it's completely had a uh, a change in the last 5-6 years but like the jokes are pretty yeah they're pretty easy going but like the writers they're all psychopaths yeah yeah like <laughs> the cleanest the cleanest writers yeah, are the most fucked up yeah yeah like the the head writer right now is a guy named Jordan Foisey and he's putting like a lot of effort into like the clips out and stuff yeah like godsend because the dude is one of the funniest people in the world like hands down he's one of the funniest guys it's incredible but in I mean and it shows on 20 minutes because he's getting better but then you watch 22 minutes you're like oh well that was pretty yeah pretty calm and then you watch Jordan yeah stand up. It's, it's, it's incredible it's like yeah. that's why we need like I mean, podcasts are the obvious thing where you can kind of yeah. say whatever you want, but like that's where that sketch comedy show, that move, that that thing where you get everybody under an umbrella and yeah. push people. It's tricky in Canada because we don't like like the quick comparison is always like like obviously America or like um, the UK. Where yeah, they have like an established star system where like yeah, you can move your way up into television. Not so much in Canada. I mean, yeah, like twenty-two minutes and stuff like that, and like a couple <laughs> sketch shows, but. And I mean the tall boys, like they're that's an example. Those guys are those guys are incredible. But it is pretty limited. But you just have to do it yourself. Like, that's the thing. Th yeah, it's so much harder because like it's standups are traditionally lazy by nature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to get oh, that much gumption out of standups yeah. to write a bunch of stuff. But I think it's coming to point after with the internet, where, like it's becoming quite obvious that like it's yeah, uh, it's some more right effort in this there. Way, like yeah, there's a bunch of comics who have like a, like. A lot of followers and have kind of have successful tours. Yeah, that a lot of them are hysterical, and a couple of them are not. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? Like that, yeah. like uh, Curtis Connor. Yeah, it's yeah. He's I mean, he's like what five million subscribers on on YouTube. Yeah, um, and that's the that's the thing. But have you, you is, he, is he okay stand up? Or is I haven't like, seen his stand up, yeah. but he's pretty funny in his videos yeah. and I don't know if that's because it's scripted but he seems like he you definitely can transition like yeah. it's, it's probably harder with an audience already I mean like obviously you can get all the stage time you want and yeah you can be it's careful to pander to your audience but you can definitely put in yeah. a single sample right now well most because most I think people aren't up. funny like yeah. they find a, a hook and they find an audience that likes it and then they just beat to death yeah and then they get an opportunity and shit the bed because have you ever watched Gringo Poppy? <laughs> yeah, have you ever seen it? I have. That, that That's is... like one of my guiltiest pleasures going on the and the fighter and the kid. Oh um, my god. Subreddit because it's just completely taken over by trolls. I hate them. Yeah. Like I try, I try not to have too much open hate in my life, but like, oh, just god. like the amount of like I'm just doing shitty, shitty pub shows and like yeah. having like a scratch and nail to buy people to buy tickets, and then you watch like British Wild do something like Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. yeah, and I mean. Fuck. If if Joe Rogan wants to be my friend, <laughs> I don't think Joe Rogan even wants to be his friend. I got, no, he's he's anymore. not showing yeah. up on the podcast. Yeah, it's not fair. Fuck that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was last last clip I saw. He was he was uh, making fun of him for his whiskey. 
Oh yeah. Uh, tiger thick whiskey. Yeah. Which is a just buzzwords. It's just an atrocious kidding. name. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, no one's gonna spend a hundred dollars something called tiger thick whiskey. <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, I I don't drink a lot of fancy, but I won't pay any money for that. No, no, that would that would bring down your fancy level. That, by, yeah. By a bit. And my fancy level is dangerous as it is already. Um. It, it, that was an interesting part in like American comedian podcasts where like they all got offered whiskeys and a bunch yeah. of them jumped at it and like this isn't gonna work. No. Like what do you like what do you see a nickel off these fucking bottles? Like there's no margins on booze. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what do you know about what do you what are you bringing to uh, oh, yeah. a whiskey? Like, yeah. Oh, sounds like one whiskey distillery is having like yeah. a marketing crisis. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> to be fair though, if somebody offered me that, I'd be right oh, right yeah. on board. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh yeah. yeah. Fucking done. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm actually I don't know if this is. Uh, it's still in the work, so don't get excited. But I'm talking to Red Island. I want to come out with uh, a with cider? a cider. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you get a little festival going in the in the, in the patio, they got it. Absolutely. Put a little helium in there. Make people yeah. Funny. <laughs> you get it fun. free. Probably. Yeah. But could be. Could yeah. be. <laughs> Yeah, East Coast. Have you like have you done most any producing of shows yourself yet? Or? Um, not yet. I'm I'm looking at it now though. Yeah, yeah. There's not much to it, honestly. It's just knowing people and grind. yeah, yeah. yeah. I I feel like I I could set up a show here pretty quickly now that yeah. I know a handful of people and I'm pretty okay at talking. Yeah. So I can get get something happening. Yeah. It's a, it's like it's it's a unique skill, but it helps stand up so much. If yeah, you can like just make your own shows happen. And I you don't like I wait for bookers or anything like that. Sorry, you just don't have to wait for bookers. Yeah, anymore. absolutely. And I put like I, like, and I can pay people. Yeah, I real like that's one of my biggest things is paying artists. Yeah, because I've been the artist who's like, all right, I guess exposure for dinner again. Yeah, and yeah, Shoot, that's that's so tricky. Like I always pay everybody, but it's it's one of those things where I. When I first started producing, I wasn't giving myself like a, a fair enough share. Yeah. I so I like I kind of pay everybody. Yeah. Which I do. You hundred percent. Of course. Do. But then I'd be like, all right, I gave everybody one hundred and fifty bucks, and I made fifty bucks. Yeah. I, did, I posted, which should be more than hundred bucks. Yeah. Like, actually, and then I did everything to set this up. So like for the most part, if I'm doing like this shows that don't make a lot of money, I'm just very upfront. I'm like, it's a split door deal. Yeah. That's what it is. Whatever it is, we're gonna split it all. But absolutely, there's no promises. Yeah, yeah. But then if I'm doing other shows, I'm. I'll have to take like the financial risk of being like guaranteeing people, which is like there's one for me and lost me a couple times, but yeah. like just producing shows is just such fucking a feeble, a thankless, yeah, grind of a job. It's you know, it's kind of a neat like because I, I like flirting with the idea of being an entrepreneur and a yeah. business person, um, but it's, it's difficult. I feel like that's a nice halfway, where you're like, you're still an artist, yeah, but you're getting your toe wet in the in the the business pool. Hundred percent. Yeah. But it, like, yeah, and it, it just it sucks. Cause it, it takes a couple failures. Yeah. Like even, I, well, I did Trailside last night and we sold it out. But uh, and the last time I did, it, I sold it out. But like, I feel like I, which is it's just great. I don't yeah. want to <laughs> jinx it or anything like that. But I'm like, I feel like I got that figured out now. Yeah. Like I can I can do the Trailside twice a year. Yeah. And have a good amount of people. In nice. It, so, like, but I still. And then I have like one steady gig. Like a monthly in in uh, in Nova Scotia that like I yeah. have I have that island, but nice. I feel like each one is different in their own way. Yeah, and each one has taken like failures. Of course, yeah, because you don't know until you've tried. One hundred percent, and yeah, you're gonna win one way and you're gonna fail a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah. Biggest yeah. thing is just like just being very upfront with marketing, just putting money to it right away. Yeah, I found for sure. Like you just can't you can't be 
getting the ad in front of people's faces, no yeah. matter sharing or liking, because like the especially now with the algorithms, like they don't. If you're repeatedly sharing something, you're trying to get information out. They will limit that. For yeah, sure. yeah. But if you pay, then like yeah, then of go. course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I've put the game mark. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I. I think we're we're kind of hitting the. All right, let's put a button on. Put a button on her. Um, Dan Hendrickson, thank you for. Hendrickson, fuck it up! God damn it! God damn damn it! I started off strong. You asked like an hour and a half ago, though, so you are forgiven. Uh, Hendrickson. Yeah. Um, Where can people find you? What's coming up? What are you doing? Um, Please, for the love of God, follow me on Instagram. That's the one I put the most effort into. Dan Hendrickson. Dan Hendrickson. I'm doing St. Peter. When does this come out? Uh, this will be coming out um, not this Monday, the next oh, Monday. I've got loads of time. Yeah. Come to the come to the uh, July 22nd show at St. Peter's Courthouse. It's a beautiful little room that I'm doing. I think that's that's my next show on PEI. I'm doing Amazing. Lone Oak Cavendish, but I honestly don't know what that is yet. So keep oh, an eye out for that. It's the new Lone Oak um, yeah. brewery. It's new, they're doing like opening event, but okay. I haven't really... They, they, they asked me to come, but I don't know what I'm doing. Oh. Comedy, presumably. It's the only thing I really can do. But I'll give you that one, or the St. Peter's one, or both. You do you. Right on. And it'll it'll probably be up on Instagram there. Oh, 100%. As well. Yeah. Everything's on Instagram. Beautiful. I'll post clips. Awesome. All, All right. right. Thank you for stopping by. Thanks, Appreciate mate. it. Um, East Coast Lifestyle, Red Island Cider. Check them out. Coming out. Um, and I'll I sent you, because that would make me look good. Yeah, so then you can get a cider. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Bye.